Hey, Jacob. Hey, what's up? What do the uprising of a group of increasingly intelligent apes and the disastrous breakout of several genetically engineered dinosaurs have in common? Uh, I have no idea. What do they have in common? Well, let's find out, because this week I watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And this week I watched Jurassic Park. And now it's time to make the movie movie connection. connection. Here we go. Welcome in, everybody. Hi there. My name is Jacob, and I'm here with my sister, Casey. And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection, which is a podcast where, you know, in an effort to broaden our individual movie horizons and to just remain connected, we decided to connect over that that thing that unites us all. Mm-hmm. Movies. Movies, man. Come on. Especially being millennials. Come on. It's it's Movies. We were basically raised by movies, you millennials. Know, essentially, <laughs> uh, definitely a uh, babysitter of sorts. So, Totes. um, you know, each week we assign each other movies to watch, usually that we haven't seen before, and then mm-hmm. uh, we sit down mm-hmm. and watch them, and then we discuss them, we review them, and we try to figure out, hey, is there any connective tissue between these two different movies, or are they know. just are they just like completely opposite? But we try to find connections. Anything. Any little thing. Any little thing. And the results are pretty hilarious, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you come you come for the movie knowledge and then you stay for the laughs. That's that's this podcast. That's right. That's right. We don't have a lot of laughs at all. We have lots of tangents, though. We love tangents. Lots of tangents. <laughs> And man, what an epic week. Like, it should be, it's a crime to put two epic movies like this together, I think. I agree. And man, they work as a double feature. For sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that should be a a, that should be a segment, you know. (laughs) Does this work as a double feature? I mean, we pretty much bring it up every time. We do. (laughs) Does it double? Like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Um, And yeah, I think in this case, totally. Um, and really, you can go either order. Either order works. Honestly, yes. Um, because I don't know. Like, in a lot of ways, they deliver the same sort of satisfaction, I think. I agree. Um, but we'll get to all that. We'll get to those. We comments. will. We will. Um, but first and foremost, we need to address the movies in question. I mean, we're starting off with Rise of the Planet of the Apes. This is a yeah. first watch for Casey. Mm-hmm. So let's just get into it. Casey, why don't you tell me in your own words about Rise. Of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Will Rodman is a scientist who is desperate to find a cure for Alzheimer's, a disease his father suffers from. Mm-hmm. In the lab, they are testing drugs on chimps, and one day a chimp reacts badly and lashes out, which causes them to put all of the chimps down and stop the experiments. But Will realizes the chimp was pregnant, so he takes the baby home to raise it and calls it Caesar. Will and his father take care of Caesar and teach him many things. Will also steals the drug and treats his father's Alzheimer's disease. Uh, You can't keep a monkey in a house forever, though, folks. (laughs) And eventually, (laughs) Caesar gets thrown into an animal captivity place with other apes Uh, They are abused, and Caesar uses his superior knowledge to steal the drug, treat the other animals, and start a war between man and ape. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Because as one one does. (laughs) As one does. I mean, can you blame him? Exactly. Well, that's kind of one of my questions. Like, you know. Excellent. I mean, well, we'll get. So I do want to address first and foremost like i've been talking about this movie for a while and it was often met with uh dare i say judgment on your part casey Um, the only exposure to planet of the apes that i have are from the movies back in the 60s or 70s yeah 
And those terrified me. I didn't like them <laughs> at all. I thought they were creepy. And I just. Well, did you ever like watch them watch? I mean, yeah. They were I, on sometimes. They were on. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's just not something that I liked. Right. Um, and so when they remade them, I was like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. And I just sort of wrote it off. Um, yeah. That right. being said, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Got it. What a ride. I'm glad you went on the journey because, and it totally makes sense. I, I feel you there where it's like the makeup, you know, for some, <laughs> I mean, that, that's going to be a hurdle, right? Like, right. Right. And yeah. I will say that it did help. Like I do like James Franco as an actor. Um, right. and a, you know, yeah, as an actor, not maybe as a person. Um, <laughs> but I thought he was good in this and he kind of helped reel me in too, which was kind of fun. Right. Um, I also like John Lisko. Yes. Um, yeah. And he's like so good in this. Oh yeah. Really. Um, yeah. So it was just kind of, you know, who wasn't, or he was good, but it was a real bummer was Tom Felton, man. Oh, man. Yes. How did I go my whole life without, or since 2011, when this came out without knowing that Tom Felton was an ape abuser? <laughs> Shame. Saying, like, uh, like, you know, Malfoy is bad and all, but I don't know. Like This guy is worse. <laughs> this guy is... <laughs> I mean, maybe worse is like a strong thing. But Malfoy has redeeming qualities towards the end. This right. guy had none. None. Zero. None. <laughs> no, I was like, mm-mm. Yeah. You I don't know? like to say that, you know, people deserve things that happen to them, right. but... <laughs> <You know? laughs> Execute, executed that uh, perfectly too because it's they like totally did yeah I was it his fault was it not you know it's one yeah. of those one of those Disney deaths <laughs> totally because Caesar did look like yeah he didn't upset. want that yeah he looked upset that he was dead but also he was like resilient yeah. and like you know like, <laughs> like you know it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> right um so awesome. So yes, we have addressed the expectations going into it. Um, and let me tell you, so I had a similar journey where it's like, you know, I definitely as a kid, yeah, the makeup wasn't working for me. Totally freaked me out. But eventually like relented and watched the first one. And, you know, it is held up as a classic and for a good reason, because it's got, you know, it's got things to say. And mm -hmm. especially... Did you know that that original one was, uh, you know, co-written or like basically helmed by uh, Rod Sterling of the the Twilight Zone? Wow, I didn't know. Yeah, but makes sense when you think about it. It's like it feels like basically just a big fucking extended uh, Twilight Zone episode, right? Yeah, totally. Um, so he had something to do with that one and kind of the second one. And then from there, you know, it's a franchise, obviously. Um, I have seen all of those original, the, let's see, one, two, uh, two, four, five, three, four, five, like five movies or so. Um, and uh, really good. I'm a fan. Like, and like, they got me. Like, it's a franchise I really enjoy. Like, I want Planet of the Apes merch. Like, <laughs> I love that. That's cute. And then, and then these movies come out and I enjoy them, like, both as an extension of the franchise and kind of their own, like branch off of their own because yeah totally you know they do similar things because the original like they yeah have similar goals in mind and everything like that but we're definitely you know updating the 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 commentary and all this and that like yeah uh, so it's really interesting um yeah so i really enjoyed it and especially like and yeah, I had no intentions of seeing this one, uh, but it got such rave reviews that I was surprised. And yeah, I looked into it and was like, oh, shit, like this movie's really good. It was yeah. one of the best movies, if not the best movie that came out that year. Wow, uh, that's awesome. I think. And uh, yeah, it's really, really good stuff. It's got uh, good, good stuff to say. What the hell? Sorry, bug. <laughs> <laughs> Reach me out, man. Um Oh, but oh, and we do need to mention there was one made by uh, there was a Planet of the Apes movie uh, made by Tim Burton. <coughs> and you don't need to see that one. <laughs> that sounds terrible.
terrifying. Uh, yeah, it uh, it's not it's not good, and not even like so bad it's good kind of way. It's just it's yeah it's it's bad. Um, it's just not good. Yeah. Um, but awesome. So there's the initial expectations and reactions. Um, what was the most? Well, no, I'm gonna save that one. Um, the CGI here. I mean, do you think it still holds up? I did think so, yeah. Right? And it looks really good. Talk about the CGI, you know, really impressive stuff, right? Like, really impressive. I read somewhere and I don't don't quote me on it because it was just like a glance reading that like the people who worked on Lord of the Rings worked on it. Is that right? Well, yeah, because you have Andy Serkis who plays Gollum. Like, yeah, he's, yes. he's Caesar. Um Yes. Loves him. And uh yeah, his whole team like he, you know, he's like the dude, like, yeah, if you're going to do the motion capture thing, they're the people to go to, which is awesome. Like, it's For sure. Really great. And I feel like they're doing, like, this is the side of the creepy, realistic CGI that I'm a fan of, as opposed to when we do things like, you know, as awesome. So as awesome as Rogue One is, I just, it's a little unsettling when we're bringing people <laughs> back from the dead and like, you yeah. know, like. <laughs> I agree. Um, Stuff like that. So not a fan of that, but this, this is cool. Like Yeah. Um, this is using it for the purpose of good, I think. Um, I totally agree, yeah. So what do you think about that? Do you think like uh this uh kind of animation work CGI works for you? And what how do you feel about the that other CGI? Uh I think that this definitely works for me. Um it felt very realistic. You sort of forget that you're watching a movie when you're watching it, which I love. Right. I agree with what you were saying about, like, Rogue One, for instance. Um, some of, like, some of the CGI that they do, like, in that movie in particular, like, even though that movie was fantastic, um, yeah. it just is very, like, sort of unsettling. And, like, you've, you kind of get pulled out of it for a second, right? Right. Um, and same with, like, sometimes, like, the overlaid like de-aging uh, oh, CGI yeah. that they do yeah. as well. Like that can really pull me out of something as well, you know? Right. Yeah. Totes, totes, totes. But see, yeah, this is an example of yeah, CGI being used correctly, I think. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's this rebellion with these apes. I mean, it's the rise, right? So did you find Caesar's rebellion justified? Why or why not? I did. Yeah, you can get I totally this. did. Like, did I, I really felt for Caesar. Yeah. He's like, he feels so alienated with his humans, even though he loves his humans. Right. Um, because they treat him like a human. But then when he's out in public, they treat him like a pet. Um, so that makes him feel weird. He also, like, doesn't know anyone else that's like him. And that makes him feel weird. Yeah. And then, like, you know, his dad of sorts takes him and shows him, like, where he was created, you know. And so that kind of puts a weird thing in his head. And then he goes to a place not too unlike the place that he was created, right? I yep. mean, obviously, they treat they treated the chimps better. Yes. Like James Franco's team, Will's team of right. scientists. They actually cared about them. But, you know, from Caesar's perspective, it's just like, this is what the humans do. They take us and they cage us and they do mean things to us. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I totally was like, and he's like got the superior knowledge and he's like, I'm going to help these monkeys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> apes. Uh, apes. apes. <laughs> chimpanzees no. apes right all right. kinds of things oh yeah um yeah and that's like that's my jam right like this is i mean this is antifa you know like <laughs> <laughs> um i think like yeah it's it well in some ways like that's one of the commentaries going on like sure uh, for sure like to me like this was more prominent, I think, in the 60s movies, but there's a little bit, uh, there's a few commentaries going on, because you can also take away a little bit of a civil rights allegory going on. Yes. Um, um, in the 60s, it was even more obvious, obviously, because it was the 60s. 
Right. Um, and it can get a little cringe when you're like, oh, it, plant, wait, of the apes? Oh, wait, that makes me feel mm-hmm. weird. It's like, yeah, but no, like, that's, yeah, that's the point. Like, you know, right. right. Like, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I really, yeah, I could totally get behind Caesar. So you dig Caesar as a character? Because, like. Totally. He's got three movies. Like, he's got such an interesting arc. And, like, yeah. Um, would you be interested in seeing further movies then? like i'm open to it how's that like definitely like we'll at least do the second one uh sure third one third one i will say does it's a it's like longest it feels the heaviest you know all this stuff but we'll definitely check out number two maybe next season that'd be okay fun. that sounds fun we like to do our sequels and all that uh or hey it's not you know, not a summer of sequels we, though no uh, it, oh nope. okay that's fine um it's fine we missed the we missed the summer anyway it's yeah it's <laughs> um so awesome so we're both pro caesar how can you not be Caesar's uh, awesome so there's also the allegory of like is there like animal rights stuff going on here i feel like yes there's like that going on um yeah it definitely feels sort of like you could pull a lot of different things from it right like you were saying like you know civil rights yep uh like an antifa movement there's also like an animal rights movement like how we treat our animals um that we put in zoos or that we do experiments on like a lot of companies do experiments on animals um and you know it's it's not just one or the other it could be a mixture of the two that we kind of saw like some places aren't going to treat them nicely and some places will treat them nicely but they'll still be caged up not able to like you know be free outside like they were meant to be totes totally and totally. uh and also, uh also a cautionary tale like yeah against uh genetic engineering period which is going to be an ongoing uh debate <laughs> uh, yeah um Right, so this features, we talked about him a little bit, but features none other than Draco Malfoy. Uh, so sure does. What did you think about the performance? Uh, <laughs> it was interesting, right? Because it sort of feels like maybe he was typecast a little bit. They were like, we want you to be Malfoy, but just meaner to these monkeys or apes or chimpanzees or, you know, there were various kinds of animals there. Um yeah. Uh, so, like, a few times I sort of felt like he was just, like, a guy with a chip on his shoulder, like, that liked being mean to people, kind of like Malfoy was, right? Yeah. I've seen Tom Felton act in, like, a lot of other stuff since then and, and get more character development and growth. Um, although okay. I think he plays a really good yeah bad guy, too. So. He, uh, yeah. Yeah, went full on, you know, Joffrey in this one. Um, yeah, totally. You know, great. Yes, great like, comparison. Well, I'm glad he got uh, more work after this because, yeah. <laughs> it's rough, yeah. Um, Did you find James Franco believable in this role? Uh, You know, was this character a good guy or a bad guy? Um, I think that ultimately he was trying to be good. Mm-hmm. It's interesting when you're a scientist, like at the level that he's at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because he's obviously really brilliant. Um, like working on, like he believes he's doing the right thing. He's going to cure a disease, one that's really affecting him. So his heart is like completely in it. Right. Um, and he is not mean to the monkeys by any means. Um, yep. He likes to make sure that, you know, they're safe and he doesn't want to do multiple experiments on multiple unless he knows that it's working for one. Yep. So in those ways, I think he's good. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it's good to do experiments on animals, if if at all avoidable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that his motives, while being good, are very self-serving. Um, right. You know... Yeah, I think he's a good I think that he does a good job and he's a complex character. And mm-hmm. I will say I did get some of like the Spider-Man Franco vibes. Yeah. Um <laughs> which makes sense. I feel like this wasn't too much after that. So um Right. But but you know, yeah. 
Uh, awesome. So, I mean, we kind of, right, this is obvious. You sympathize with the apes or the humans more, you know? Apes. Yeah. Although I do think that Franco's character, Will, and his scientist friend, who I can't remember his name. Oh my gosh, what happened to my laptop? Oh, the friend who eventually got Dice. sick. Yeah. yeah. I recognize that name? actually, too. Uh, Tyler, oh, his name was Franklin, and his real name is Tyler Labine. Got it. I know him from a bunch of stuff, um, like comedy stuff. Yeah. Uh, yep. Deadbeat, which is like a ghost show that he did, which is really terrible, but Josh really liked it. Um, anyways, uh, so I think that the two of them were on the monkey's side, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but like otherwise I really think that the that the apes were the ones in the right here. Yeah. I always root for the person that's being like these guys are being experimented on and tortured. Yeah. So of course I want them to like, yeah, I want them to beat the oppressor. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Stand up for themselves. (laughs) Um now, if it as long as it doesn't conflict with your favorite scene, do you have like a most satisfying moment? Like, you know, because there's a a few here where it's just like it gets you right. Where it's just like, oh, epic. Yeah, um, there's a couple really good ones. I liked the first time Caesar spoke. Yes, right. Um, that, that was like excellent, right? Because I was kind of waiting for that to happen. A little, it's so funny because you. It's, it's a little unsettling. Yeah, exactly. It's it's <laughs> both where you're just like, oh, this is weird, but at the same time, fuck yeah, no, motherfucker, no. <laughs> so that, um, yep, so I yep. liked that. I definitely also. It was really hard to watch, but like when um, Will came to finally get him out. And yeah. he stayed. Yeah. Um, that has like that's epic. It's it's a hard thing to watch, but it's satisfying because you're like, nah, this guy has like a revolution coming. Yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> is gonna help his friends because he doesn't want to leave them it, here. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm needed here, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really well done too, because it comes right off the heels of like he was so ready to get out, and like here yeah. they are to take him and it's like actually nah actually i must stay yeah and oh it's got the actress from uh freaking slumdog millionaire in here you know yes yeah yes awesome great to see her she's so good so good um awesome well i think it has come to i think it's time to do the favorite questions favorite all right, Casey. So tell me your favorite performance. So my favorite performance is Caesar. <laughs> He's really my favorite character. Like, I just love his, like, his whole character is so cute. And he's, like, he really pulls you in on his side. And right. I loved him. And he um, really did the did the work, man. Like, he's a convincing ape. Like, yeah. <laughs> behavior, like, crazy. It's so good. Uh, and my second favorite, I really did think James Franco did good, but I'm going to give it to John Lithgow, um, which played his dad yeah. because he he played a really like complicated character and a and a performance that I feel like would be pretty hard to pull yes. off um, and just did it so convincingly. And I love how much he also loved Caesar. It was so sweet. Yeah. Even when he was like in the depths of his disease, he just like, you know, really loved Caesar. Definitely. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. John Lithgow. It's a remind. It is a reminder. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy from from the sun is actually a really good fucking actor. You know, (laughs) totally. I can really (laughs) pull it together. All right. Fate. That's performances. So favorite scene. My favorite scene is when they take Caesar to the Redwoods for the first time. Oh, it's such a good scene. They let him go and he asks permission. So that's like so heartwarming. And then you just see him like getting to be an ape for the first time ever. Let's Um, lose. Oh, it's so good. 
Beautiful stuff. Yeah, good choice. It makes me it makes me want to go to the Redwoods. Yeah. Which me means too. Going to California. So you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, awesome. It. Great scene. Uh favorite line of dialogue. Caesar is home. Oh, it just uh, kill you. Doesn't it, it kills you. Yes. <laughs> yes. The reaction that's the, that was the best acting from James Franco actually because yeah like that jump and then but then acceptance and then like okay like yeah <laughs> yeah it yeah. totally was yes I agree there was a lot going on in that that moment so that was good shit that's a really really sweet great hard uh, moment uh, for sure would you rewatch or recommend yes and yes awesome. Uh, good choice. No, <laughs> um, you know, okay. So, uh, I mean, it's already a reboot, so this is interesting. Would you? I mean, do you I reboot this? I don't think it needs to be rebooted. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so new. Right. And what you know, I would be scared to see what they would do with the animation CGI now. Well, well, <laughs> Casey, uh, would you? Uh, how do you feel about me telling you they are fucking rebooting it? Uh, <laughs> a movie from ten years ago. Yep, and it's uh, being why for it Disney. No, <laughs> which I think like no. I can see how it could work, but I don't want it. Like, I, like yeah, because I think it will lack the edge that it requires. Like you know. And I just feel like, yeah, no, they like we don't need it. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a not real bummer forward. to hear, man. Yeah, not looking forward to it. Um, That's a real fucking bummer. Come on, Disney, figure your shit out. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're just gonna, yeah. Don't even get me started. No. <laughs> how many out of five stars? How many stars do you give Rise of the Planet of the Apes? I am giving it a super strong four. Four, yeah, definitely. Four out of five. I really enjoyed it. Good deal. I love it. Awesome. All right, one movie down. On to the next. Yeah, buddy. Oh, boy. We're, uh, yep, traveling back. I can't Uh, do it. (laughs) I'm going to sing the theme song. Right. Of the two themes, which do you like more? The, yeah, the... Or the dun 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 dun. Mm, the first one. Really? Yeah. For me, it's the second one. Interesting. Gets you pumped, you know? Yeah, I like them both. Yeah, but both are great. Really. Both are great. the The first one, though, I'm like, this is so nice. I would like it as a ring, like a a wake up call. Right. Right. Especially, yeah, the way it like really eases into it, like it's very calming at first and then yes. uplifting at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. Um, awesome. Well, I mean, let's. I mean, <laughs> let's hop into this shit, man. You know, let's honestly, get into a jeep. <laughs> we're doing, we're kind of selling out here. I mean, what podcast? <laughs> what what movie? You know, centric uh, content hasn't talked about this movie but you know what let's do it anyway i'm fucking excited man let's talk about dinosaurs (laughs) (laughs) all right let me tell you about jurassic park paleontologist alan grant played by sam neill and his partner paleobotanist ellie sattler played by laura dern have spent years digging up and studying the titanic lizards that once roamed the earth the dinosaurs But one day they are approached by eccentric entrepreneur John Hammond, who offers to fund the two academics. Well, there's more scientists. That's inaccurate. They are scientists, yep. uh, To fund the two scientists if they agree to do a little uh, surveying of a innovative new amusement park that Hammond (laughs) assures them is right up their alley. Along for the ride is charismatic mathematician Ian Malcolm, played by... um, uh, Chet Goldblum. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. I'm gold blooming. Um, a lawyer who represents the uh, the investors breathing down Hammond's neck and Hammond's own grandkids, Tim and Lex. 
The park itself resides on a remote island, and eventually the nature of the park reveals itself in the form of living, breathing, walking, roaring dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. The sight of these long-extinct species uh, captures all the guests' imagination, but it doesn't take long for the harsh consequences of toying with nature to start to turn this family-friendly amusement park into a total nightmare. True. The dinosaurs roam free, and doctors Grant and Sattler, along with their fellow guests, will have to work together in order to escape Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. You know. Oh man. I mean, it. Uh, yeah, like I grew. Like we both grew up when this. Uh, this movie was new. Um, this movie makes me so nostalgic. Um, I like when I think of childhood, this is one of the movies I think about. Right. Like we watched yeah. this a lot when we were kids. For sure. And I think we owe like once again, like so this is directed by Steven Spielberg. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, once again, you know, he takes he, he affects the whole culture. I mean, he did yeah. it with where it's like people were literally afraid to swim. Yeah. And then he does it again with Jurassic Park, where it's like all of a sudden everybody's interested in dinosaurs. Like, what right. the hell? Like, right. Totally. And, like, I feel like before this point, like, maybe people weren't as interested in them. And now it's, like, easier probably for teachers to teach about them because kids are already excited about them. Right. Um, you know, and it's built this whole legacy with the new Jurassic Park uh, World movies. Yep. Um, yeah, he definitely created something really special here. Really special. Like, I mean, yeah, again, like, gets you interested in dinosaurs and uh, uh, what was I going to say? Like, yeah, it com- created this franchise. And yeah. Well, and down to it affects it affected for the longest time like how we visually depicted dinosaurs totally um because only now are we finally finally coming around to the fact that no yeah we were right like the whole feather thing is looking pretty likely um right yeah so. and even the way that dinosaurs sounds like i feel like this Yes. Was a hundred percent coming from this, right? Big time. How yeah. like we all imagine that dinosaurs sound is because of Jurassic Park and Steven Spielberg's imagination. <laughs> yep, because up until then they were just generic roars. Because totally. Because I thought of that too as I'm watching it. I'm like, did we know what? Like, was this the movie to kick off like what dinosaurs look and sound like? Now, we had had visual depictions of dinosaurs before. Sure. Um, and and sounds too, but no, they were all generic roars and stuff like that. But for the first time, like these were like manufactured roars, you know. Yes, I can't remember what I read about like how he created the sounds, but he did it in a really specific way to try to make them as realistic as possible. Nice. Um, which was really cool. Hell yeah! But yeah, this movie like affected pop culture. Um, it affected how we all like think about dinosaurs it affected all the 90s kids i think it also like really bumped up jeep sales Um, (laughs) (laughs) if i'm being honest like i was watching it and i was just like i really wish i had a jeep right now (laughs) interesting yep and Um, and then like you know the internet's awesome like you know there are people who of course there's collectors out there like you see somebody tooling around in one of these jeeps or or one of the 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 tour you know rovers or whatever and uh people mm -hmm. like oh my god look it's the fucking yeah it's the it's the car one of the many the cars you know yes a hundred percent or the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um but no uh yeah uh culturally significant this is definitely uh if you want to talk about a 90s movie this is one of those because like oh yeah again like yeah 90s kids like you look at this and it's like it's a lot of kids in peril and for some reason that was our <laughs> that was our jam that was our jam that yeah. was our jam it like, totally was 
you get the kids in peril. Well, we and we still love it because look at the popularity of fucking Stranger Things, right? Like totally no, nothing but kids in peril. Now we've taken it a little far. Uh, <laughs> Just a little bit. Say like, no, it, it's fine. It's dramatic and everything. But man, we we're putting kids through hell now. Um, yeah, we are. Ain't holding back. Um, Mm-mm. So awesome. Um I mean, yeah, like, need we say more? It's one of the greatest movies of all time, for sure. Like, it's got to be ranked in the top five. Uh, yeah. Yes, I totally agree. Let's jump into questions, Q&A, because I have, like, some fun. Um, well, first of all, this was based off of a book. Um yeah. Spielberg heard of the book before it was even published, okay. read part of it, and bought the script from him. Oh, wow. Or bought the rights to, and this, the guy that wrote the book um, helped write the screenplay. Right. Um, yes, thank you. Have you ever read the book? So I read a good portion of it, but, you know, it becomes disappointing because it isn't, uh, it isn't the movie. Um, it is pretty cool. Like, Michael Crichton is a really good writer, and he definitely makes it a little more educational, but... Right. A lot of it did go over my head. Uh, I've heard that it's like kind of like for science majors, sort right. of. Um, it definitely it's it's mostly yeah to uh, it mostly talks about chaos theory, which was cool. I did learn about chaos theory. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but uh, but yeah, way less action, you know, obviously because it's you know it's different. Um, it's not a Spielberg epic, so, yeah. Um, I have read it, I, yeah, that's so interesting, and that, like, adds to why it, uh, might have, uh, permeated the culture so much, is because it's coming out as this book is out, so it's like, everybody's talking about this thing. Yes, 100%. Um, I'm gonna do my fun question. Do you have a favorite dinosaur? Ah, yes, like, like, yeah, doesn't every person want this question um <laughs> well, honestly like i need to look into more like at this point it's almost like pokemon right where it's like there's so many that yeah, we just yeah. know a handful off yeah. the top of our head totally right. um but you know a lot of it has to do with um actually land before time more than jurassic park oh i love land before time because i think i would have to say probably triceratops triceratops uh, is great triceratops is a solid choice i think um because i mean they can kick ass but i believe they were no yeah i believe they were herbivores i believe yes um if not omnivores definitely not carnivores i don't believe uh, right but uh so you got that going for you uh so they're on the side of good <laughs> for the most part but they can still kick ass, like definitely not to be trifled with. Yeah, uh, and they're so cool. And uh, really cool. I mean, and uh, and fucking and it was one of the coolest Power Rangers too. So you know, it's it's a solid choice. <laughs> I love it. Uh, they were herbivores too, by the way. Got it. Um, so that's very cool. I love it. I I like when I was a kid. I loved it when people asked me that question, and I'm bummed yeah. I don't get that question anymore as an adult. Oh, like, what is yours? Yeah. Well, mine's Velociraptors, which 100% comes from these movies. Yes. Um, even though they are depicted to be these evil little fucking creatures. <laughs> um, <laughs> surprise! Like, yeah, I'm a little surprised. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I still have always really liked them. Like, they're small but mighty. Right. Um, and they're oh, really and they really smaller than depicted in the movie. Right. And yeah. in real life, they are much. They were much more bird-like. Yes. Uh, than they were depicted in Jurassic Park. Although they do mention like that they have the same skeletal, like as a lot of the same as a lot of birds too. So in the movie, but they just didn't really um make them look that way. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. So this question will be maybe fun, maybe hard. Mm. What are your top favorite Spielberg movies? Oh wow. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, this is the time to ask it because. Uh... <laughs> Not going to be much call to do Spielberg again. Well, no, I don't, shouldn't say that because we've done fucking James Cameron. Like, we can get Spielberg in here. Oh, yeah, we could for sure. 
top. You know, I've yep. never seen Jaws. No. Okay. Well, yeah, that so could I'm go just gonna there. throw that out there. <laughs> could definitely go in there because it's like here's the thing. I feel like there are two gener. There's two generations. You know, there are those who hold Jaws up to be like Spielberg's best, and there are those who hold up Jurassic Park. And for me, like I'm in the Jurassic Park school. Same. As as awesome as Jaws is, and I do sure. appreciate it for what it is, I think Jurassic Park is a stronger movie, and they do both do, like, the same thing in a lot of ways. Um, but any, but no, I wouldn't include Jaws, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it would be, yes, Jurassic Park. You know what? Hold on. To hold my, to <laughs> make myself more honest, I'm going to bring up my letterbox because oh, good I, idea. I have answered this question. Yeah. I love that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, there's so when I like think about Spielberg, I think about how like how much of a powerhouse he is. And like in the nineties, especially, like for our childhood, he just put out these kick ass movies that mm. nobody can quite live up to in my mind. And I don't know if that's because of like a generational thing, because these movies came out when I was young. Right. Um, or if he's just that good. But like obviously Indiana Jones, that's Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park are two of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. And to think that they both came from this person, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, so here's the... So, this, see, I can't do it by my letterbox either because I'm ranking these, like, according to... Like, it is, like, bearing in mind the influence that it has on the culture and stuff. But if we're talking my favorite movies and I'm Just, looking at... Yeah, yeah. Like, Don't I even worry about Jurassic, holding yourself accountable. Jurassic Park... Yeah. Anna Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. yeah. Not Raiders, not Last Crusade. No, Temple <laughs> of Doom. <laughs> Love it. And then, uh, you know what? Look in here. Probably. Probably Hook. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hook. Another one of our childhood movies that was yeah. so good. Yeah. So because now I know people are like, what? No, you know. No, uh, Saving Private Ryan, no Schindler's List. First of all, yeah, both depressing as fuck. So uh, sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> so no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the fun ones, and you know, Hook ha- Hook pulls at the heartstrings. You know, it sure does. You got uh, two more for me? Oh, five? Oh shit. Uh, Et, okay. I do oh, like. Yeah. That. And. I mean, uh, and then, so hard. and then maybe it had such an impact. I, I don't know. I did like Schindler's List, but it's one of those. I'm never going to watch it again, though. That's the it's thing. It's a one time watch. <laughs> like it is a one time watch. Like I am never going to watch it again. So I don't know if I can safely say, uh, I mean, uh, since we're doing five, I'll throw Jaws in there because okay, that's it fun. Does, does it's have, another fun one. Yeah, awesome choices. I totally agree. I I don't know though if I would switch Jurassic Park with Indiana Jones. It's so hard for me to like label those into like position one and two because they're both so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, totally. They're like, just so good. So impactful. Like yeah. Also, yeah. And I think, too, like, Spielberg always has these, like, amazing music scores in his movies. Um, As long as he's working with John Williams, like, yeah. (laughs) John Williams, yes. And that really makes an impact, too, on on the film and how it's remembered and, like, how iconic it is, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, uh, do you think that the special effects hold up watching it now? That's always blows me away and like <laughs> right? I, wonder, I wonder when it's gonna happen because no they still hold up now they still uh, hold up like pretty... i'm sitting there like nervous when i watch it right um no it's uh too good they knew what they were doing and like it does like you know it is humbling where it's just like and also like goes to show like maybe we rush things a bit maybe we you know need to chill because like how are we getting like alice in wonderland you know looks way shittier than a hundred times shittier (laughs) 
and like ma- like the Matrix Two, like Matrix One actually still holds up. Still Matrix holds up. Two like looks worse than freaking Jurassic Park. Like you know, feel bad people. Like you, what are you? Yeah, get, like what are you doing? Get it together. Get it together. I totally I, agree. A lot of that has to do with the blending of the techniques too, because they were still using some tangible like models and robots and stuff like that. Right. In addition to using the computer generated stuff, and they just knew when to use what. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what do you think was the worst death in the movie? The worst death. I mean, who wants to die on the shitter? Like, <laughs> I so agree. Like, <laughs> poor guy. I always felt a little bit ba- like hated the guy up until that moment where it's just like, oh, you know, like, no one deserves to die like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, no, no, no. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Well, it's time for our favorite questions. Favorites. Favorite performance. Favorite perform. I mean, you know, can you say any other performance other than the one and only Jeff Goldblum? I mean, oh, he's so good. Is this the movie? I mean, this is where Goldblooming came from. Yeah. Uh, uh. Uh. You know. <laughs> this is where we fell in love with them. Right. Well, you know, yeah, I guess so. It definitely solidified it because but then you had and then you dig into his career and then you watch um Earth Girls Are Easy and you're like, oh, oh so good in that one too. <laughs> yeah, he's like a staple in the same way that Nick Cage is. They're sort of anomalies. Yeah. And people either love them or hate them. Totally. Yes. Like there's not really an in-between um with those big personalities that they have. Because, yeah, exactly. They are personal. You're hiring them for their personalities. It's totally. Not, not a whole lot of acting skill going on, you know. <laughs> right. Um, honorary performance. Honorary would go to. So, yeah, I need to talk about this because yes. here's the thing. Real talk. Uh, Real talk. I feel like a lot of boys went through this, too, where it's like we're pretty harsh on the Lex character. Um, I think the word annoying gets thrown around a lot, like just, oh my, because I feel like, you know, she spends the whole movie screaming, you think, and everything. It's like, no, but now I grow up and I'm just like, no, this girl, she's reacting believably. She's acting her ass off. This is good shit. Like, have a heart. Uh, so honorary goes to Ariana Richards, who plays, yeah, Lex. And she just, yeah, I find that performance really awesome now. I think she's so good, too, actually. Yeah. Um, You know, and, like, the way that she cares for her brother. And she's being really brave, even if she's screaming. She's just terrified. She ends up saving their asses in the end. She sure does. She saves all their asses. If they didn't have a hacker, yeah, no, they would have been screwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, and then Timmy. What did we find out about Timmy? I remember we... Something about that actor, right? I feel like we ran into him probably in a decom or something. I think we did. Right? Oh my god! Right? What was his name? Yeah. Joseph Mazzello. Huh? Something. Yeah. Let's get to the bottom of this. Right? Maybe it was that. Oh, maybe he was a director. No, something. He is a YouTuber now. Okay. Joe Mazzello is bored is his YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. He was in Bohemian Rhapsody or part of it. Oh, there it is. That's what it was. Because it popped up. The surprise where we're like, oh my god, he played the guitarist. And yeah, it was actually a really good performance. Yeah, there it is. That's what it was. Um, awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ariana Richards for sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, favorite scene. This is a hard one. It really is. Uh, because you like different different scenes stick out for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And again, like, yeah, more and more as I get older, I'm watching this. and I'm just like, how was this like such a favorite movie? Like, I want to watch Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. I want to watch 
these people get terrorized by these yes. dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> it's exciting as but, fuck, man. But, uh, I mean, so the big reveal of the T-Rex is iconic. Oh, uh, so good. I mean, the well, the big reveal of the the Brontosaurus is, is epic, too. But, no, the kitchen scene, as nail-biting and uh, yes. tense as it is, I gotta love it. Because then, if you ever do encounter a kitchen like that in your life, you're like, oh, man, I'm in the fucking... Totally. <laughs> I'm in the totally. kitchen, like, you know. Yes, 100%. And you know, you feel confident, like, oh, I could navigate this shit. Like, <laughs> I can handle this. No problem. I just, I just gotta use that reflection to, like, uh, fucking <laughs> throw them off. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that is so good. Uh, would you rewatch or recommend? So silly. Favorite quote? Oh, shit. I, I missed it. Favorite quote. <laughs> You know, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. I've always loved that. It is so good, and it's so true. Like, science is awesome, but it can go too far. Yes. This is a cautionary tale. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is, for sure. Yep. And that kind of puts it it all, yeah, in a a quote for you. Yeah. I love it. Excellent. Mhm, 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 mhm. Um, and now, would you rewatch or recommend? Would I rewatch or recommend? Obviously, yes. Um, I try to watch. Yeah, I try to give it some distance and then uh, readdress Same. it once in a while. You know. Same here. Gotta awesome. Gotta the movie gods. You know. Mhm. Okay. And then reboots. It's sort of already. Reboot. Uh, right. It, it's another case of it's kind of been rebooted. Right. Um, now, what I will say is the, the idea of a Jurassic Park TV show was always appealing. Right. Yes. And uh, now they haven't done it quite the way I want it. But apparently there is a Jurassic Park TV show out there now, really? but it's done only with kids. And oh, it's oh. called Cramp. Uh, sorry. And it's called Camp. Uh, Cretaceous, I believe. And uh, I've heard pretty good things about it. So it might be worth the checking out for you. Um, because I, I hear it's actually pretty, uh, like, not just for kids. So, yeah. Okay. I'll definitely check that out. Um, but now, reboot in general, like, yeah, I guess, like, not so much. Not so much for me. It's a no. Same. Um, I I really love, like, dinosaur everything. And I think dinosaurs should be in the spotlight more but like let's find another creative way yeah to do it right um, that being said I, like jurassic world was fun yeah none okay. of them got stellar reviews right um but Not they're fun one, right like but uh the latest but, one has like the worst reviews i think it got like a 40 percent it's crazy i think you know that's the double-edged sword of it's like, like i saw the appeal where it's just like oh they brought the old gang back but it's like i feel like it was too little too late kind of thing where we're yeah. just like we don't care <laughs> right everybody was sort of like okay but like how much more of this are you gonna make us watch yeah yeah um totally yeah. totally now if we did do a reboot i tell you what go for apparently there was a script floating out there where these dinosaurs freaking end up like talking and toting guns and shit. Now I want to see that one. <laughs> of course <laughs> you do. Oh my god. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um. Awesome. Uh. And five stars, obviously. Like. Yeah. Like. How could you give it less, especially yeah. since you rated it number one? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Boom. Boom, we did it. All right, so that takes care of both of our movies. So now it's time to figure out the connections between the two of them. Chess pawns, clock, matches, all physical objects man-made. Small in size, light in weight. That's the connection. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of what? Our connection. So... We are all connected in the great circle of life. 
All right. And you know what? There's some pretty solid connections going on here. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, for one thing, each has an awesome scene of an animal getting a re- getting revenge against one of their oppressors. Like, uh, I forget the ape's name, but he gets that moment where he takes out the, the stupid... Uh, oh, yeah. Executive, like, guy. Which, I got it, like, as satisfying as it was, I'm not sure what that guy did to piss that ape off so much initially, though. I know, because we don't really get, like, I feel like there was a scene that was cut, right? Yeah, right. Um, it does feel that way, because we see a scene where he looks at, at the ape when the ape is, like, locked away in the cage, and the ape looks back at him. Yeah. And then we know that he took over, but we don't really know what happens when he took over. So I feel like there was a scene there that got cut that we didn't get to see. Now, I could just be, you know, I just feel like that's what happened. Totally. But there's um, that. And then there is the the scene of the Raptors taking out Muldoon. Um, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. A clever girl. <laughs> uh, and uh, so some connections for you. Uh, both movies confined creatures, uh, that shouldn't be confined. <laughs> yep. Um, both and involve... Martyr. Yes. Uh, both involve changing up the animal slash reptile DNA. Right. Yes. Yep. Uh, both feature the natural world clashing with modern human society. Yes, yes. Uh, both involve humans playing God. Yeah, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're kind of rooting for the animals. Like, that, <laughs> 100%. That's the connection. Which is, well, maybe not so strong, because on it, like, uh, the dinosaurs kind of are the villains of, uh... They Jurassic, are. You know? They like, are. Although, I, I still do believe, like, to Jeff Goldblum's point, like, well, what do you expect them to do? Yeah. Like, true. you're recreating these things that shouldn't exist right now. It's true. Um, See, yeah, that is the double-edged sword. I think that it is ultimately a cautionary tale to humans, so it's like... Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, and that kind of ties into one of my connections, which is both are cautionary tales against genetic engineering, really. Totally. Like, like yeah. Totally. Um, both involve money-hungry backers and scientists who've just gone too far. Nice, yes, for sure. Nice one. I think that's kind of all I got. Um, and then the last one, there's a flat out war between the dinos and the humans and the apes and the humans. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Awesome. All right. Well, that takes care of our connections. And now this new awesome segment for you guys. You know, if you find yourself thinking to yourself, I really enjoyed one or both of these movies. Well, we're here to tell you, we're doing a little matchmaking for you. We're going to mm-hmm. match you with some other movies that are just as good and kind of similar to the ones we talked about today. But look at this nice thing that we have here. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find, catch me a catch. So if you enjoy Jurassic Park, you might enjoy Jaws. Yes. Dante's Peak, uh, which is a cool disaster movie featuring a volcano uh, uh, and Pierce Brosnan running away from it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Chasing him, apparently. (laughs) No. And then obviously, you know, Jurassic Park 2 or any of the subsequent Jurassic Park movies. Yes, absolutely. And if you enjoyed Rise of the Planet of the Apes, you might enjoy King Kong. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, Maze Runner. Oh, Maze Runner. Okay. Cool. Logan. Logan. Which is the Wolverine movie. Okay. Nice. Because that sort of involves like um genetically modifying children and stuff. Uh, okay. There we. Okay. There we go. I like that. That's a thinker. I like it. That one does make you think a bit, but yeah. there's a lot of uh crosshairs between the two yeah. um and then any of the other planet of the apes movies there we go there's, there's a shitload of them yeah there are <laughs> enjoy <laughs> awesome 
perfect. All right. That takes care of all those segments, the matchmaking, you know. Um, now it's time for recommendations. Woo. So, Casey, what do you got? I am recommending Wedding Season, which is a movie on Netflix. Okay. Um, it is about a, a two uh, Indian American people who have very pushy Indian parents who want them to go to all of these weddings, which is kind of a trope um, in the Indian culture is right. they have to go to everyone they know's weddings and the weddings are very big and extravagant. Um, and yeah. another thing is like the aunties are always like gossiping and trying to hook up the single people because they believe like being married is how you're going to be happiest. Yeah. Uh, so in the movie, like there are two people who get set up by their parents, decide they're not compatible but agree to pretend to be in a relationship and go to all of these weddings together. Like oh, they have 27 weddings to go to. Damn. And uh, so they have a season of weddings and, you know, of course they fall in love because it's a rom-com, uh, but it's just great and it's fun and it's different culturally and you get to see a bunch of cool ass outfits. Um, and it's one of my favorite tropes is like the fake relationship thing. So yes, I love it. Awesome. It's great. Wedding season, I like it. Well, it's a good day to be Netflix because I'm also recommending something on Netflix. <laughs> yeah! And it's a TV show and uh, based on the awesome comic book series by Neil Gaiman. Uh, oh! Um, yeah, this is uh, based off of those graphic novels. I was a huge fan of those. It, I mean, it's about... Uh, the Sandman, you know, the mythical uh, figure, but also, uh, I don't know, it, but it's also very Neil Gaiman in that it deals a lot with mythology and how yes. all stories are connected. And then you have this whole other, like, kind of B, uh, B story going on between what are called the Endless. So it's this family of eternal beings, like Dream being one of them, Death destiny desire destruction um and so there's that family drama it's, it's very uh if you're into gothic tales it's gonna be right up your alley and oh, yeah. uh, the series is really good really well done they do a good job at depicting uh or adapting a neil gaiman type world which is not easy like and mm -hmm. they've done they've somehow tried to do that with american gods which casey i think you were a fan of right Super loved it, yeah. Nice. It was so, so good. It was so weird, but it was so good. I think we're finally at the point where we can start to visually depict the worlds of Neil Gaiman a little bit. Like it's still, I still way enjoy reading his stuff or looking at it. You know, a hundred percent, yes. But I think there's something to be said. You can appreciate it in multiple mediums. You know. I agree, and I think that any time we can get fantasy things onto the screen is going to be a good day. Especially yeah. by the writing of someone as talented as Neil Gaiman. He's definitely one of my favorite authors as well. Um, totally. That's awesome. I'm happy to hear you recommend it. I'm really excited to watch it. It's it's maybe next up. I, we have to watch Umbrella Academy and then maybe after that we'll go. get into it. Perfect. All right. And if you've got recommendations of your own, you can send them our way. Let us know how we're doing. Send it via our email. At movieconnectionpodcast at gmail.com You can also follow us on Instagram at the movie connection, all one word or you can follow us individually me at Jacob Bean Watson and me at KC Schwartz We've got a Facebook I mean we got it all folks um, Be so it would be awesome if you head on over to Apple Podcasts give us a yeah. little five star rate and review would be most appreciated um, I frequent the Letterboxd. I've got a link in the show notes for y'all if you're interested in hearing about my opinions on other movies. Um, I've been going through a Godzilla phase, so enjoy that. Um, uh, awesome. That takes care of every... I think it's now time for the moment y'all been waiting for, where we assign each other the movies to watch for next week. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited about this week. So, Casey, what do you got for me? I've got a rewatch for you. All right. 
one of my favorite Julia Roberts performances. Oh, damn. Really? I did not my know My best friend's wedding. My best friend's wedding. Yeah, this has been a long time. I big, I don't, I hardly remember anything except, of course, the signature, uh, right, the singing moment. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, but I'm really looking forward Poor to Kim this. It's kind of so fitting. I mean, you just recommended a wedding thing. So I'm noticing a theme here because uh, <laughs> I'm going to have you watch uh, The Wedding Singer. Hell yes. A rewatch for me as well, but one I haven't seen in quite a while. Awesome. Um, I mean, it's Adam Sandler, so I'm betting you remember moments. Because like, it's hard to... It's hard to get some Adam Sandler moments out of your brain, whether like you know whether you like it or not. Right. I will say that I feel like, and you know, I'll have to watch it and see for sure. But I feel like this might be one of my favorite Adam Sandler performances. Ooh, we'll definitely have to talk about. We'll it. have to get into it because I have a lot of, I I'm fond of him, but I have a lot of feelings about him too. So. Totally. Yeah, this is going to be great. Um, Hell yeah. Like we gave Spielberg the treatment. Let's give Sandler the treatment, you know? Hell yeah. Um, awesome. So, I mean, don't, I, it's going to be really hard. I don't know. The Wedding Singer and My Best Friend's Wedding. It's it's going to be a struggle to find connections here. Um, I don't know if there are going to be any. I think, uh, I think our fans are going to be concerned. <laughs> uh, I don't oh know. Oh my gosh time y'all no <laughs> <laughs> this is fun this is like a real heavy 90s couple weeks we're having and i'm i'm here for it man totally well join us next week for the wedding singer and my best friend's wedding uh have a wedding of you know what screw it have a wedding of your own just um, go get married <laughs> just just do it um thank you so much for joining us everybody this was epic and awesome uh mm -hmm. the rest of your week is just as epic and awesome and we will see you next time bye surprise to see me no then you're aware of what our connection so we are all connected in the great circle of life.